Are we just talking? Yeah. Okay. Hi, everybody. We're back. Hola. <laughs> Bonjour. Guten Morgen. All right. You wanted to talk about fear. Well, I guess last night. You know, what I don't want to do is, is script this. Into... No. So last night, you know, after, you know, going to bed, um, getting, you know, I think we went to bed around, what, midnight? And then um, I was tossing and turning mm-hmm. and, you know, all the... The mind starts working. The mind... In overdrive. Overdrive with scared being scared and you know for me it was like you know I was scared I finally got up at two o'clock went downstairs you did to the living room yep oh and I just sat there and uh you know just not brushing off from my mind about what it was that I was scared about but Mm -hmm. I was scared about you know, is is this <clears throat> chronic pain to my feet and legs going to be forever? And, mm. you know, I was worried about, okay, you know, like, am I, do I have it within me to, you know, to rebuild wealth again and make a lot of money again? And, you know, as you know, we've lost so much money in the last three years from... Mm-hmm being sick in the last two and all this stuff and I was just like okay you know do I have it within me to be able to you know sustain us and Mm -hmm. recoup the losses and and beyond that and I was like I got scared because I was like all of a sudden the reality set in I'm like you know throughout the day every day waking up going to bed I'm in pain waking up you know Mm -hmm. in pain and it's like my mind may have this worldly ambition mm-hmm. um, to go and yeah, like I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to you know broaden my business model and all this stuff, and then the reality sets in when you know just getting off from my from the bed to standing up and putting on the flip flops to going down the stairs is like an arduous process within itself right trying even just going okay you know what pair of socks can i wear that's not gonna you know have a you know give me the you know the stabbing sensation on my both of my feet you know it's it's the simplicity it's it's the little simple things. things just even getting up to go to the washroom is an arduous process and so i'm like what the fuck, you know? Yeah. So I got scared, you know, mm-hmm. and I was just like, okay. Um, uh, Do you find that in the night that that happens, it it it's amplified? Well, because it's quiet and it's there's nothing to kind of distract that, or uh, do you find it's there all the time? It, it creeps in most at night because you know just even the simple thing of you know getting on the bed and I can't have even the bed sheets touching touching my feet right or my legs and it hurts so bad but anyways 
so I, I was like, okay, is, is this done? And, and the, the reality of it is that, you know, I've, I've always known that I've had depression and, you know, uh, mm. for myself, I've always denied that depression to kind of creep in into my, my in-depth mind and right. my, my in-depth thoughts mm-hmm. because I, I don't know what it, what it's always been. So why that was, I, I always kind of brush it off and I would just get up you know, I would just get up and I would just go do and then I would eventually forget about what it was that I was getting starting to get depressed about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, um, but differently this time with, you know, with my health, it's it's a little bit, my depression has intensified, I notice, and I notice that I try to, you know, um, I always say to you that I'm meditating. Yeah. <laughs> when, when the reality of it is that I, I, I maybe I do try to meditate and then I, eventually fall asleep because that's seems to calm my ability to, you know, get deeper into depression. And so what I do is, you know, I, I close my eyes and then I fall asleep. And then when I wake up, I feel a whole lot better. So it's kind of the same thing as just getting up and going and being moving so when you say meditating are you what are you doing well i used to for people who don't understand meditating meditating is just being able to close your eyes Mm -hmm. and envision a complete darkness and i always visualize as you know you've seen you've watched like those star trek movies or star wars where they you know uh it's like a you're in the universe and you got mm-hmm. stars and clusters and all that that it's just complete emptiness you know meditation is about just clearing things that's from your mind everything from you know just having a emptiness yeah and what that what you're doing is you're just just trying to find calm right and and that that's always helped me with my martial arts training in my younger days that that's always helped me to kind of clear what's in my mind and mm-hmm. when in one's head and um so that's what I try to do so that so when you have fear yeah running rampant like I think everybody has that happen especially I, that's why I asked you if you find it's worse at night because I feel like at night especially at like 2 a.m as you said when you got up your mind is like I feel like it's like how cats are cats get like they're lazy all day and they sleep and then at night something in them makes them go like kind of crazy and they run around and they're you know sleepwalking well they're not sleepwalking but they're like a little bit I always say schizo like they're they're weird and I feel like that's how our minds are sometimes at night it's like it runs rampant it thinks about things that is like so bizarre sometimes mm. that it isn't even real it's not even like that's not even a reality but well i don't know about that it amplifies that's that's, I, that's you know that's a science thing but yeah uh, you know um i can just tell you that last night when i got up and, mm-hmm. and it was not so much was just getting up i i figured i didn't want to wake you up <laughs> was, you didn't <laughs> it was just a simple thing 
I didn't want to wake you up, so I went downstairs and I just kind of tried to understand what it was that I was being scared about and right. what I was feeling, and then, uh, and then, of course, I I started thinking about okay, it's understandably that I am scared, but that's okay because you know every day. You know, it's my thing about slow and steady wins the race. Right. It doesn't matter how fast you get there. It's it's in this case here now, it's it's the little things that I get done to get me there. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, for so for example, we've ex you know, um, I've expended, you know, uh, you know, in the three years that with with losses in business. Um, you know, I was like, okay, how am I going to, with my health condition, right? you know, recoup my losses and mm -hmm. beyond. Mm -hmm. And just because my mind wants to run and sprint, my body is at a, you know, a speed of walking on crutches. Right. And that's the reality of it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, well you're okay you know because here's why you're okay because as long as you're able to breathe in and um you know breathe air um mm -hmm. as long as you're able to even stand up yeah that is what to me i was like i'm grateful for right you know the fact that i i'm 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 every day get to spend you know every dying moment or every living moment of mm -hmm. my of my life to be with an amazing woman mm. uh, and a beautiful woman oh my yeah who's that oh she's hot wow she's lucky she's amazing anyway so um <laughs> is is in itself for me the gratitude that i have yeah um and so I don't, you know, I don't need to go onto Facebook and and do these hashtag, you know, hashtag love and hashtag bliss. I thankful, grateful, and blessed. Hashtag blessed. Yeah, I am blessed. <laughs> no, but. and I know, and I. Well, you're also a pretty private person, so the fact that you, you know, you're doing what you even the little bit you do on any kind of social media, even doing this. Or coming on a coffee with Carla or any of those things. Well, to be honest, it's with a you, big thing I don't for even, you. I don't even know why I'm, we're doing this, but you know we're doing the podcast <laughs> thing. But anyway, so I was, I was there's scared. a plan for it. I was scared last night, and I was yeah. just like, okay, well, understandably, you know, like. Did you write in your book? Well, I wrote in my book of my business game plan that I'm, you know. Uh, so I, I, I was thinking, okay, how can I, so I want to, I'm looking at my current business model as a builder, as a general contractor mm -hmm. that I have to basically resign to hang my tool belt, uh, physically because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm no longer in the capacity to be able to do that. However, um, I still get the true joy of being able to do that. So yeah. if I'm able to, you know, um, you know, play in the sandbox, if you will, with my guys, you know, um, 
you know, when they're doing renovation work and to a job or, mm-hmm. you know, building and whatever, you know, I, I, I get the enjoyment of being able to just for that moment, you know, short moment, maybe put on my tool belt, you know, and, and as long as I'm not climbing a ladder or whatever, um, I'm okay because, yeah. you know, I can, I can, I can do a little bit of here and there, but, um, so then I got to thinking, okay, what can I do? Right. And, and that's ultimately the freedom to be able to think about, okay, you know, some, some, some people don't have that luxury. Right. Some people are so sick and that's why it's so sick that they're, you know, they can't, they can't even get up. They can't right. even stand up because they're bedridden, truly bedridden. Right. So this is the thing. So for me, yeah, I'm incredibly grateful to be alive. I'm incredibly grateful to be able to stand up. I'm grateful to be able to get into my car, drive out to Seattle, you know, for two, you know, three and hours, uh, four hours, depending on traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to be able to get to work and and go okay, you know, like interact with my guys and then, um, you know, and then uh, do my thing. Well, and it's it's really shifting your thinking and shifting your mindset on not physically doing the work, but mentally doing the work, and it's you're shifting from more. F- There's always the mental part of it because you always have to think about like what you're doing with your job but this now becomes a shift in you're not like hauling lumber onto a job site or you're not hammering nails or you're not doing any of those things although I want to you want to but it's you are being forced into a different capacity the reason why I say I want to is because that's you know my work is my play right I, I love I love creating I love building I love making something with well, my hands and I also don't believe that your pain, as much as that pain is there all the time and it's horrible, that pain, I always say to people, that pain is not going to win. So it's not closing the door on anything, but it's just being realistic with what you're capable of right now physically. Right. But in further extending... Mm-hmm your your comment about pain yes it's a psychological battle well, it's throughout warfare. the day every day it, it it really is i mean um you know i i i don't want to say but you know combination with a depression and with with the pain and the psychological thing oh man you just i yeah. just there's been many times where I've just want to just end it and call it a right. day because it's it's too much it's too much it's just psychologically I just go fuck this thing you know yeah. and you know I, I'm always telling it to fuck off or yeah. whatever and you know we both are <laughs> and and um but at the end of the day I you know um the love I have from my loving wife and my family and you know that's what's kept me going yeah and and you know we live another day you know to we fight another, another that, that moment we, yeah. we're, we're fighting I'm fighting that moment to be able to say you know what 
my the love that I have is so strong enough that I can overcome that negative thought because right. that is a dark dark thought of it, course whenever somebody gets to the point where they go okay like oh this this is too much I don't want to deal with this pain anymore mm-hmm. you know I and you know me I'm not the type to go away like or no. to even think about that right so so last night I was just like okay um what's so I just it, it was it was just a complete pivot shift in my thinking mm-hmm. and so the moment I started writing basically you know kind of I was doing diagram flow chart of my business model and so on and I was just like okay next thing I know I forgot the hell what it was I was scared about I forgot what I was getting depressed about and all this stuff and so I do that all the time with myself because at the end of the day like really there's nobody that's going to um, hinder us and stop us from doing anything whatever it is that we want to do right um except for us yeah except for ourselves and that's really what it boils down to and i'm like okay you know knowing that that i have nobody nobody that i can rely on nor do we want anyone nor do i want to rely on anybody whenever i feel like i'm relying on somebody you know it drives you crazy it it what it does for me is it wakes me up and go okay quit you know quit being whatever it is that I'm feeling yeah. sad, depressed, you know, angry about and just mm-hmm. being response, you know, taking accountability and responsibility for my own actions right at that moment and understanding that whatever the consequences are or the benefits are as a result of the decisions that I make is is going to be ultimately my own doing or undoing. Right. And I think it's important to just kind of note that People, that is a thing that, you know, the quote unquote experts or gurus talk about in wellness, health and wellness. If you can't sleep, you shouldn't lay there and and like stew and get like go over and over. It's you're supposed to have a book beside your bed and you're supposed to write stuff out or you're supposed to get up and do something. You know, a and lot of these things that, that these so-called gurus talk about. Well, it's about, everything they, we already these know. These are already our common sense. And that's, 100%. The part, that's the part where I kind of like go, okay, why do I have to, you know, pay thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars right. to attend some conference when a lot of these things we know we already know as human beings these are our you know our natural abilities that we know ourselves and you know i call them our intuition yeah a lot of it is uh, intuitions and and uh, we can either intuitively listen to what our our you know our mind our thoughts and our hearts is is saying or we can ignore it Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times we ignore this stuff. Yeah, for sure. You know? But what I wanted to say about your book, like your black book that you write in, you write in it not like, I think people get a little bit when they think they have to write in their book at night, in the middle of the night, and it's crazy and weird thoughts maybe. Yours is always interesting because yours is partially writing, and then there's partially diagrams in there. Like you draw in yours as How well. How do you do? 
Because I've seen your book. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think what's interesting is remember I told you not. it was one of the people that I follow on Instagram is Elizabeth Gilbert, and she's like, I just really like her. But I was showing you, she was sharing pictures of her journals over the years, and it's like sometimes her writing is like upside down on the page, sometimes it's all colorful pencils, sometimes it's writing, sometimes it's drawing, because she's, she's also an artist. I'm not an artist. No, you're not an artist, means. but you quite often you have little diagrams or you draw little pictures of different things, and it's, it's always usually about business. So you're, you're doing those things, and I think... I use geometrical... Yeah. Patterns, patterns or whatever so, so yeah. when people are thinking about getting up and writing and you don't it there's no structure to it it's whatever you want to yeah. do you know it's so, just to get it out of your head and onto paper so i you know after literally you know two hours of tossing and turning on the bed and then going mm -hmm. to the living room you know to basically just kind of absorb that, that's the thing absorbing what I was scared about mm -hmm. into you know and then basically kind of creating a but a better mousetrap for you know for my business mm -hmm. um <clears throat> you know that's what it's all about is is just being creative with one's thought and I think what happens is and I'm not just observing this with myself is that you know and some people have different ways of of dealing with fears and doubts and all this and depression mm -hmm. for me it's how i deal with with um with all that is basically going back to my create creativity right so for me um creating a better mousetrap improving a better mousetrap for my business is basically and I, and I can talk to you guys about I can talk to you about you know what that mouse drop is all about but um, more podcasts to follow yeah so basically <laughs> um, I found that after you know um, smoking a bit of some weed to <laughs> you know alleviate my your pain my chronic pain and and then writing down basically uh, uh a diagram flow chart of my business model um you know moving forward ahead was you know i i then forgot about what i was scared about and and came to realization that you know what i, I think i'm getting sleepy now so and then you went to bed and then i went to bed and i passed out and that was it hmm. so yeah yeah it's it's key the key to all of it is not to lay there and dwell because then it just oh my well, gosh then, yeah. your fear just takes over and it's you've, it's got to be interrupted and i i remember when i went to that landmark course 10 years ago yeah and i've taken i still what's use the landmark course landmark is that like no but a, it's for, for oh it, it's a weekend it's like a it's a very miniature version probably like of a Tony Robbins event or any of those kind of events anyways I went 10 years ago and what was interesting and I still use this from that I took this was my takeaway from that whole weekend is when those thoughts of fear and those negative things come in they refer to that as your it mm. so your it is that your it is telling you all those bad things and all those fearful things and they said, when you are in the midst of that, you're supposed to say out loud, 
your opinion is not welcome here anymore. <laughs> because what it does is it disrupts your train of thought because you're speaking out loud. You're not anymore thinking, thinking, thinking. Which sometimes that works, but I find for me, I have to be very harsh. Mm. So I have to say, fuck off. You are not welcome here mm-hmm. in when I'm doing that. And I don't remember to do that all the time, but like when I think about it, and sometimes you have to say it out loud, it does. It's a disruption of that pattern to shut the it off or shut it down. Mm-hmm. Same as writing, getting up and writing in your book. or But it's you have to disrupt that pattern of thinking because that pattern of thinking is... It just sends, it spirals, it spirals you downward and you always want to, as Katie Hedrick, my friend says, you always want to grow forward. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly what, you know, all all these things that, you know, like you're, you're an avid learner and student about, um, self improvement, self healing, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, for myself, I'm, you know, it's it's um, living those things, yeah. and so it, it, I don't I don't knock it down those those uh, values that are mm-hmm. taught by uh, you know very successful motivational you know life coaches that kind of stuff. I think there's tremendous value in helping you know so many people with that, but. Um, all I know is that, you know, I've, I've kind of looked at it for myself is that, you know, to me, it's whatever is what's common sense. I just, you know, I just do. You're very much a self-motivated person. You are not a person that like, will use Tony Robbins isn't a good example, but that kind of a person, you don't look to Tony Robbins to get you motivated to do anything or whoever's in that realm. I spent 10 years in that kind of arena with the Mel Robbins and Brene Browns and Tony Robbins and the Rachel Hollises and all those different people. I still really enjoy some of that stuff, but I found now as you grow... You have to put those things into action or like, I don't know, you, you almost become on self-help overload and none of it, then it doesn't help at all. You have to put it into action. And when you put it into action, you're, you don't, it's not that you don't need it anymore, but you're like doing it yourself. Yeah. I think. Yep. That's just my opinion on it, but. I'm just being a human being. We're just being human beings, honey. Yeah. That's is that how I sound? <laughs> That's how you sound. Okay. <laughs> well, I just I just wanna I just wanna live out what is, you know, to me the greatest gift that I've been blessed with and I, I'm not using that word blessed. Right, you're using it. I as I, it I truly be. you know, when when I felt what hunger really feels like. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I've seen, you know, ragged, you know, ragged, clothed children mm-hmm. in the Philippines, and I was one of those kids. And yeah. to see that, um, and witness it, and 
feel it and to feel what hunger is like it's you know that that has a growing up as an adult you, it's just an impact that, on you that it's not so much as an impact because we don't no. know any better that's oh, that's the difference yeah that's true you that's know kids true. in 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 poverty stricken world don't they, know they don't different. they don't know any better you know um but they're the happiest people that you could yeah. ever witness and you know and come across and yes and um but growing up in in a society of of abundance you know i still remember you know going into a grocery store when i when i arrived into canada and from the philippines i was nine years old and we, we my mom took us to a, a grocery store i think it was safeway mm-hmm. in edmonton and i could not it was it was overwhelming it oh, was I can't you know even imagine. even now yeah and that is the reason why, you know, over the years I grew up with the thinking, okay, one of the things, simple things is never leave your plate empty. Uh, yes. Never leave <laughs> your plate, you know, full or whatever. You always have to polish up your plate because, you know, that could be your last, right. you know, your last meal. Last meal. And, and that is, <clears throat> you know, that, that has been, I grew up with that, with mm-hmm. being ingrained into my being because you know that's what it ultimately what it was like and i ate and i ate and i ate yes. myself to the point where i growing up in my adulthood that uh all of a sudden i was 80 pounds heavy right and it wasn't only just until i got sick you know uh two years ago or a year and a half ago now that that i you know i you know i i began to uh, you know rid that extra excess weight on me mm-hmm. um, because everything I ever did was it was always excessive the moment I grew up out here because it was it was that psychological thing for me anyways that you know that that was my last meal you know right. and so everything everything I've ever done is is was always kind of excessive in that in that manner because of of how I was you know brought up as or how I grew up as a as a child with my during my productive years which is I think it's like you know our productive years for all of us is like between six to nine years old or something mm. like that mm-hmm. scientifically anyways but <clears throat> um so yeah so growing up it's kind of like you go okay um, I'm good my body was couldn't get enough of food mm. because it was always worried that we wouldn't you wouldn't you know, have any wouldn't have any right and so of course I would try to lose weight because I needed to whatever look good or whatever and it's like you know I I struggled with my weight through my years mm-hmm. as an adult um, and then going okay well this is just you know, making an excuse of being overweight and unhealthy because um, I would, you know, you remember, you, you even said it yourself because I was a, you know, Pacific Islander or whatever that my bone was, uh, the, the bone structure of my body was because of I was a Pacific Islander. Well, you're not, your body structure is not, you're never going to be a stick thin person. Well, 
because structurally, body-wise, you're mu- you're very muscular. True, but but we create these things for ourselves because well, of why? Because of complacency. Yes. You know, and I remember when you were trying to get down to a hundred. You were trying to get under two hundred and four pounds. Yeah. And you, you, it, and it's it. not that you didn't like you didn't cheat. You didn't like on whatever it was you were doing to do that. You were very strict and very like on the ball with that exercising and doing all those things you could not break 204 i think you got to 207 you know why it was in your mind yeah it was your mindset because you just said it right there yes i could not right yeah so therefore when you say that out loud well it it does it does i don't even have to say it out loud it was subconsciously i could not right i could not break it because why because that's what i programmed and right embedded in myself that i could not break yeah. that 204 but the reality of it is that you know had i let that let that, that go. doubt go mm-hmm. that i could not and versus to just saying okay like i can do this like well what and, are you and, at right now i don't know not even trying 180 right so you can do it it's the power of our words is so incredible and the power of how we think and all of those things like people are always talking about you know my life sucks my job is this blah blah, blah. It's because that's what you're focused on. And you're not focused on change. You know what that's called? What's that called? Conviction. Ah. You can have a conviction that you you will am- amount to nothing. Or you can have the conviction that you're gonna be you the will be the greatest thing. You know, the, the greatest Muhammad Ali version of life. Right. You know, and, and that's the difference. Mm. You know... Uh, even knowing myself that that's you know uh that that knowing that that conviction is that that's what propels us to mm-hmm. either being where we are mm-hmm. high or low rich or poor or whatever it's still a struggle yeah to 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 actually having that conviction of what it is that we want you know is is really what the end result will be the conviction is there and when the conviction is there you will work towards making it happen you can't just say i'm going to be the greatest in the world or i'm going to be this or i'm going to be that and put no action behind it you can't throw it out to the universe and just go okay now it's going to happen like you have to put the work in behind what you're saying yeah like for example there's no easy way the the conviction that I had, you know, was my conviction last night strong enough to 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 improve our financial, economic, uh, and and really life situation or even health situation for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, was my conviction so solid within my core to have allowed that fear and being scared last night and the answer was no obviously i prevailed in overcoming my what i was scared about right thus i take those little victories like last night and i celebrate it as if that that is yeah, truly that is, a victory. And, 
and that's, that's the conviction. Yes. And every little bit of victory that I win mm-hmm. is what I propel myself to the next. And so this is the thing. Uh, we we all get so analytical yes. about and really hard on ourselves for falling by the wayside, yes. whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And so interesting enough, like last night when we were we went to Shoppers Drug Mart to pick up some goodies and stuff. Yeah. Some munchies. Um, I I met Ken. Uh, I met Ken to the oh, yeah, security concierge downstairs. Yeah. yeah. And interesting enough, we were both in the front aisle of the ice cream section. Yeah. And you know we were. He was looking at you know what was inside there. I was looking what was inside there, and then I knew that he was a vegetarian, and he knew that I was getting you know becoming a you know doing you know eating healthy anyways right uh eating salads and stuff like that and I, and I said to him I said uh so I I said you know it's okay Kent to you know once in a while uh you know just treat yourself from just being a vegetarian and he said yeah I do it once a month and I said what's the difference between cheating once a month to doing it once every two weeks to doing it once every three weeks to even even if you did it once a day mm-hmm. what's the difference and he said you know that's a good question mm-hmm. I said isn't it what's important is that for the most part is we're just eating healthy well and that's why because I t- I said I said can't I, I said you know I uh, you know I don't beat myself up for falling by the wayside because mm-hmm. I think that's what happens when it comes to addiction you know with you know why you know, you hear people who who are who go sober mm-hmm. for so many years and all of a sudden they fall by the wayside because you know they had one cheat day and then boom you know all of a sudden they're back on track to being an ad- an addict or alcoholic Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, it's really all about us. And I said, we can control that, which we fear most. And I think what happens is in this case here, I mean, I'm kind of taking it excessively mm-hmm. um, from being a vegetarian to being an alcoholic or an addict, because I think there's, well, there's, there's, there's very a big difference. Very different, yes. However, I, I said, but it's okay, because... As long as we're 80% more vegetarian or, you know, vegetables and salads, eating healthy, and, you know, 10, 20% is is meat, I don't think that's going to be any worse. I don't think it's bad. Well, I don't think we need to deprive ourselves of what it is that we, our body wants nutritiously. And, you know, I think it does more harm like when, when I'm just thinking out loud, like when I lost my 80 pounds, I did it seamlessly. Right. I just let it go. And, and every day, you know, was, was, you know, it got easier and better. Well, it's the title. It's why I would say when you're talking about anything to do with that, it's just what's working for you. It's not a title like... I like I'm a vegan or I'm a vegetarian or I'm a carnivore or I'm a whatever it's I'm eating I'm eating differently 
yeah. than I did before because the minute you label it mm -hmm. then everybody jumps on the bandwagon and you can't do this and you can't do that and this is yeah. what you can do and blah 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 it's like you just need to do what works for you and if you want to eat 80% less meat awesome yeah and if you don't if it's not hurting you go for it mm -hmm. it's the labels have got to, that's why I say do what works for best for you because what works for you might not work for me or might not work for whoever well that's why i say to you you're not yeah. you're not diabetic you you don't have this chronic pain mm -hmm. so it doesn't mean that you're confined to right, having because to eat what i'm eating well because i was feeling bad if i was going to sit down and eat something like that i know you would love and it's going to affect <laughs> your sugar level i think that's pretty rude if i sit there in front of you and eat it so that's why when you would go when you go away to work and you're not here I, I'll do the I'll have those things because mm -hmm. you're not here yeah. <laughs> and I'm not doing it as a sneaky thing I just feel like out of respect for you I'm not going to sit down and okay like I'm going to sit here and eat cake and I'm going to eat like all these like I'm going to drink pop and I'm going to do all these things no I'm not going to do that in front of you because that's rude number one we can we can find things that we can enjoy together equally as good. Yeah. And that's, you know, and you know what? With you being diabetic, it's caused us both to become healthier in our eating. Yeah, and that's the way I want to look at it. I don't think it's a bad... I mean, I'm I, not saying I, diabetes is a good thing. I'm just saying it's I, not a negative... You know what it is? To me, diabetes is basically... <clears throat> it's It's like... Our bodies literally say, "Okay, you you've are you. Jerk. You've been, you've been feeding me crap. You've been feeding me more sugar, sugary foods <clears throat> throughout your life. Well, just bad foods. Now in general, my yeah. body, you know, now this body is mm -hmm. is starting to fall apart. Right. And um, <clears throat> and now it's you know now it's payback time. Yeah." And that's just how I see with this body, because to be honest with, with, you know, comes with, with eating healthier, <clears throat> it's not so much as, as, you know, initially I, I was starting to eat, you know, I was eating more vegetables and salad because I was thinking, you know, and it does, I was thinking that it, 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 um, how should I say it, uh, get, it, my, my chronic pain was as, wasn't as intense. Right. And so, <clears throat> because to me, I, I was thinking that, you know, eating foods or, you know, our, our, what society has in terms of foods, like with, you know, processed foods and all mm -hmm. that stuff is, is, um, I thought was causing me the, the chronic pain through, sh you know, uh, too much right. sugar and all this stuff. But it, 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 my pain hasn't gone away. It's regardless whether it's it's still there it's just not as intense um and that's kind of just observing what i eat and understanding okay what causes me to i i do know that with with meats particularly steak and turkey um i i i there's a correlation direct correlation with the Infla inflammation mm. to my feet and my ankles I noticed that I noticed that um, my hands my, my yes 
uh, oh man, on Thanksgiving and on Christmas, holy shit, um, I the intensity, the mm. intensity of of my of the pain was evident. Um, so that's why I know it's really it causes me inflammation. Well, and that's me. I think <clears throat> we need to. But we, I love it. I love. No, I know you do, fruit. and I you love meat. you know. But you've learned yeah. now that depending on what you eat, you know you're going to suffer those consequences. So me being a police, the food police with you, I'm not the one that's going to suffer. You well, you're the one that's going to suffer, and you know that. So you you make that decision. Because in the beginning, I was trying to be like very diabetic police. Like, you can have this and you can have that. You can't eat that, blah, blah, blah. And I went way overboard. And I have not, I've pretty much tried to stop doing that. But it's, um, yeah. it's a learning thing. And it's, it's, it's hard because pain is, a, pain is a fickle thing. It's very, I don't know. And it's hard for anybody that is like, for a spouse or a partner to try to help people who have chronic pain because how do we help you you know like it's and it not going overboard not going underboard but i think i think just it's it's a very the fine answer, line the uh, the answer to that is just love yeah you know and there's there's the there's the tough love and then there's the unconditional love mm -hmm. and then there's the nurturing love and all that yeah so um i think just loving the person but understanding that you know you have if, to give them space you get you, you gotta give them space but at the same time be aware that it's there but at the same time who cares about being aware you well, know because because yeah. here's the thing um you could baby as you did with me too much, but at the same time, uh, I think you did it tastefully balanced with me that, yeah, you, you babied me when I really needed the nurturing, mm -hmm. but then you allowed me to be able to, you know, just rest and yeah. when I needed to rest. And that's, you know, resting basically allowed me to get strong you know stronger get stronger to the point where now i had to you know take that mind you know that that mental strength the strength the psychological strength emotional strength to basically say okay now it's time for the body to be given the strength it needs yeah and and that's what you allowed me to do is, is yeah. you know i'm not going to knock down the fact that yeah, you, you, you babied me to nurturing me, helping me to get stronger to where I am. Because I think, you know, there was really, there was a point where I really couldn't stand up. Yeah. But you detached me from being able to go, okay, like from babying me and and going, okay, it's, it's like, you know, it's just like how, uh, you know, mother birds when the baby bird has been nurtured to from being a baby to now all of a sudden that they have to be pushed off the yeah. off from the nest so that they can learn how to fly well and and that's just nature it becomes the the whole thing becomes you can lay in bed and be in pain or you can be standing upright and moving and being in pain 
Yeah, and that's what I did. Was yeah. basically three months ago. I was like, okay, I I can't. I can't just lay be lay around, be in bed, and my my thinking with that is that you know, um, has always been is that if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die standing up, right. not lying down. Well, and that ties back into this whole conversation. Ties back into what we were talking about at the beginning is fear. And if you allow all of those fears to run, you would still be laying in this bed. Yep. So it really is overcoming fear. And, you know, through this last year and a half of you going through all this health stuff, it hasn't all been done gracefully and it hasn't all been pretty and it hasn't all been like seamless and smooth. It's been hard. It's been tears and doctor's appointments and exhaustion and all of that mixed in with laughing and it's been been a very eye-opening experience and I can see what you know for you and I I think it's made us stronger as a couple yeah it has and I'm not sighing because I was gonna say you don't you sound defeated (laughs) (laughs) yeah I guess guess. (laughs) but we better wrap it up because why why did you sigh um because it's like it's one o'clock here and we're still in bed and I have to motivate myself to go out to the swimming pool <laughs> go and, do your swimming and go and do your cycling and Station see the thing it's is it's not just jumping into the pool um and it's going getting there you know and it's getting there and then once you're in the pool like there, i get these these um it's kind of like electrodes zaps and kinda. and electrodes on my feet Mm. where the sensitivity of the water oh it, it hurts my feet and right. so it, it it freaking sucks it's like yeah. it's like um it's like having a broken ankle on both feet uh, and you're trying to uh and I've by the way I've done it um mm-hmm. I've had that before and I've had um and and trying to do physiotherapy with with both feet trying to it hurts it freaking hurts yeah and just even taking the one step to the next step to the next step you know it 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 freaking hurts and so that's why i'm sorry that's why you're it's it's not well you're gonna like it's a psychological you're gonna battle breathe in inhale the good shit exhale the bullshit and go oh it feels so good and jump in the pool yeah Okay. Okay. So now I'm signing. Okay. So we're going to wrap up. Wrap up. Okay. Love you. Love you too, honey. Thank you guys. We'll talk to you again soon. See ya.